In Samuel Beckett's play Waiting for Godot, two characters wait for that one friend that never comes. He's essentially saying that's the point of life, waiting for nothing. What does the Bible have to say? Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Welcome everyone to Inverse. We are in a series of episodes talking about justice and mercy in the entire Bible. We have covered a lot of ground on this season, and we're looking at the concept of hope and how that plays in and plays into plays into play. How that plays with justice when it comes to our own personal suffering and in the history of. Humanity.、Mm-hmm. So, Jonathan, if you can read the verse from Luke chapter eighteen one through eight. But before we always read scripture,、That's、we need、right. to have a word of prayer. So, Kelly, why don't you <laughs> pray、save. for us? Yeah, let's say we try.、Right. We let's try. pray.、Uh, Father in heaven, we thank you for the gift of your word. And as we open it and study and discuss, I pray that your Holy Spirit would guide us,、um, open our eyes, that we may behold wondrous things from thy、mm-hmm. law,、Amen. and help us to walk therein. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's go to Luke chapter eighteen,、mm-hmm. verse one through eight. One of my favorite parables of Jesus,、mm-hmm. and、uh, we'll spend some time looking at it. But let's see how it fits into the concept of hope, on waiting, on patience, and about delay. So, verse one, CQ, can you read that for us? Oh, Jonathan, Jonathan verse one, please. Okay. okay. And we'll go to CQ later. <laughs> okay. You are delayed. Okay. <laughs> so here, then he spoke a parable. That's Jesus、uh, to them. That men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying.、Um, continue. You、yes. said just said verse one. Two verse eight.、Please. Oh, okay. Sorry.、Yes. Thank you. <laughs> saying there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, "Get justice for me from my adver- adversary."、Mm-hmm. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, "Though I not fear God nor regard man." Yet, because this widow troubles me,、mm-hmm. I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, "Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge His own elect who cry out day and night to Him, though He bears long with them? I tell you that He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will He really find faith on the earth?" All right.、Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jonathan. Siku, what's going、mm-hmm. on here? Well, this parable contrasts an unjust judge with the character of God,、hmm. and you know Jesus says in verse six, "This is a, an unjust judge can come to the place where he will administer justice、mm-hmm. for selfish reasons because this woman is bugging him, like get out of my hair, you know,、ah, I've had it with this woman." For selfish reasons, this unjust judge will administer justice,、mm-hmm. and then he asks the question, "And shall not God avenge his own elect?" What he's saying is that: Do we think that God is worse off than this unjust judge?、Mm-hmm. Right? What do we think of the character of God? So, in the experience of prayer, which is where it started in verse one, the whole point of the parable was men ought to pray and not lose heart.、Mm-hmm. In our experience of prayer, when we're coming to God, requesting of Him justice, we're requesting、mm-hmm. of Him、uh, to to intervene in our situations. What Jesus is asking is, what do we think of the character of the God who we are approaching? Do we think He's like this unjust、mm-hmm. judge? 
or do we have the right picture of who God is? So if if this guy is that bad mm. and he's already answering her prayers out of annoyance and out of pettiness and out of whatever, 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 then how much more God? I mean, that's right. God, mm-hmm. Jesus is, is showing that comparison mm-hmm. between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan, what does it mean to, that, and, and, and Seeker kind of alluded to it, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart? Mm-hmm. Um are are people losing heart? What does it mean to lose heart? Why mm-hmm. why if why don't you just pick up your heart and put it? I mean, what's what's what is that phrase? <laughs> why, why lose it? Well, it, it it has to do with um, with the fact that we need to be persistent. Sometimes uh, God works through process, mm-hmm. and so. Um, we we often treat God like a you know a slot machine. You put a prayer in and you want a result out, or you know, or maybe not a slot machine because you don't vending always machine. get a result out. But you know, like yeah, vending machine. yeah, a vending machine. That's right. That was the word I was looking for. You know, <laughs> slot machine. So, years, yes. you lose you heart weak. even more. Yes, you lose a lot of heart yes. there. Yes, and some money. So um, so it has to do with. Uh, being able to wait patiently on God um, coming in and kind of reminds me of the Psalms. We have talked about Psalms before here that, you know, you have, you have this question of how long, how long, how long, uh, God, when will you come and avenge? When will you come and, and do something? And I'm waiting and waiting. Um, the point of it is that we need to trust. This is, I think, why it also talks about faith in the end. Mm-hmm. Trust that God will come through. But we need to have that patience with him um, and keep connecting with him because sometimes we might be asking for something that's actually not the right thing to ask for and in the process of waiting God teaches us what we ought to to, to ask for. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard the sermon by that, 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 that took this parable and contextualized it to a contemporary audience. Yeah. And it talked about how there was an, a black American lady. She went to court and she was asking for justice because her son had died mm. uh, through some crazy, crazy circumstances, through racism. Mm-hmm. And the judge was white. And the white judge just totally wrote her off, saying, you're black, you don't understand this, and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But she continues to come back come back and the white judge and of course it's all hypothetical right. but based on perhaps contemporary circumstances and mm-hmm. scenarios says well no you're black you're poor you don't understand you're uneducated rights are out and this happens a couple more times but she continues to come back and he being out of annoyance mm-hmm. out of wicked annoyance says oh you don't the evidence uh, and then just kind of writes her off and 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 judges in her favor. Mm-hmm. And uh, the revolutionary component in this, uh, when looking at it that way, is not only the character of God, how good he is, mm-hmm. but also how persistent the lady well, is. Yes. But not only her persistence, she refuses to get discouraged mm-hmm. with the continual results. Mm-hmm. So we've heard this many times, like insanity is doing um, the same doing thing, the same thing mm-hmm. but expecting different, different results. results. But that's essentially what hope is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you do the same thing, but your hope is not on a earthly mm-hmm. uh, realm environment, but it's with God. Right. And you persist, persist, persist. Mm-hmm. And the revolutionary character of her faith is she's really not doing anything different. Mm-hmm. But she's doing the same thing and she continues to mm-hmm. persist. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the fruit of faith comes out from that. Right. Siku, you're looking at me like, yeah. you know, you're like, <laughs> we're, okay, yeah. Just yeah. stop talking. What, what, <laughs> what, this, what, what Jesus brings out when he asks, that last question um, that Jonathan spoke about. When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Mm. Um, The fact that God, that we haven't seen the justice from God is not a commentary on God's willingness to give justice because Jesus already Mm -hmm. said, I tell you that God will avenge Mm -hmm. them speedily, Mm -hmm. not just slowly, not like, oh, you got to wait, you know, because... It can. It will take God forever to finally find a solution. Mm-hmm. That God has so God's a, character is confirmed. Yeah, God's character is confirmed. But Point. there's there. there's something 
in our individual experience that needs to be worked out mm -hmm. through the mm -hmm. process of mm -hmm. waiting for the exactly. justice. Yeah. And what Jesus asks in the end is that when, when, when he comes, when God comes back, when Jesus comes back, will he find a people who have confidence in the character of God, who mm -hmm. will keep coming because they trust the character of God, mm -hmm. because they trust the love of God, mm -hmm. even though they may not see the results right now, but they have faith in God based on his character, on what he has demonstrated, based on his ability from what they understand of his ability, mm -hmm. and they have a faith experience. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Kelly. When I consider things that are easy to persistently ask for, it's just things that we really, really want. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's that's when, you know, in that in that parable that that woman really wanted justice for her son. So it's like irrelevant of your racism, irrelevant of you being an awful person. I want this so badly that I'm going to keep coming back. Mm -hmm. And you think about a small child who's going to keep asking for the same toy over and over again because they really want like, please, Daddy, please, please. And days go by and they keep asking for it. Flashbacks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not going to give you PTSD right now. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, it's because they want it so badly. But if they don't really want it, it's kind of like, oh, they don't want it. So I guess I don't have to get it anymore. And so in the same way, God is saying, you know, God has this idea. But the question is, do we really want it? Do we really want him to come back? Do we really want him to bring justice? Do we really want him to answer our prayers? Or are we just praying because we told someone we'll pray? Mm -hmm. But has that actually been the desire of our heart? And that's even how we get a desire, of praying for something over and over again and agonizing with God. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, prayer really has very little to do with changing God. And it really, it's about changing us. It's, right. it, it develops hope in us. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, this, this concept of hope in modern contexts and modern philosophy is ridiculed. This whole philosophy of existential... I mean, I talked about in the opener, there's that play, I don't know how many of you have seen it, Waiting for Godot. It is the most boring play in the history <laughs> so of the universe. It. It's hours long. <laughs> but the it. point of it is it's intended to be boring. Mm -hmm. Two characters there, and they're just talking about all the other dumb things they are to talk about. They're talking about shoelaces and about a tree or a bird. Totally boring. And then, then, then <laughs> wait, we got to wait. And then they wait in the more silence, and then the more frivolous talk. And then the guy is saying, the author is basically saying, that's what life really is. What are mm. we waiting for? Mm -hmm. And you lose hope. You lose heart. And that's what Jesus that's is talking sad. about. It's sad. That is the modern, <laughs> contemporary, postmodern condition yeah, that we're I mean, in that all millennials are subject to. And we're all right. sad, and we're on our phones, addicted to watching ourselves on TV. Right. Like, well, who does that? Jonathan, help us out. What's going on? Well, I don't know if it can help you're you. You're looking at it as a, you're like, you want to provide some hope no, to us. Well, Please, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I like to look at things philosoph philosophically and, and from a bigger picture here, but I'm just thinking often we don't know what we are looking for and what we are hoping and waiting yes. for. That's true. Um, and, but essentially, I think deep down inside of us, we, are all, we all want justice, whether we know that consciously or subconsciously. Yes. We want what is right and what is good and what is, what is pure and what is, what is love. We want, that's what we desire. That's what yes. we're designed for. Yes. And that, that we, we want it because that's what we were designed for. Yes. Right. And so we don't have it now. And so we seek it in all kinds of places. But the Bible is very clear about the hope that we have. Justice will come. Uh, God will avenge speedily. Love is on its way, you know. And we have glimpses here on earth in our, in our relationships with each other as Christians, uh, in our relationship with God. We, we get glimpses of that great hope that is going to be fulfilled, as Bible prophecy predicts. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a wonderful thing to know that it's going to come. But we've got to hold on a little longer. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Um, and enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and that hope is, uh, there's this concept called the already and not yet yes. concept, That's right. where Jesus has given us a check. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do we really use checks anymore? Jesus yes. has transferred digitally <laughs> the, the funds to our bank <laughs> to our account, to our, to our, to, our money to, app. To, 
the, yeah. the funds are <laughs> there, <laughs> but it takes a time for the bunny, the the, the, the bank, bunny. not the bunny, the, the, the bank to acknowledge the money <laughs> to mm. have received it. And so we're just waiting for that pending status. Yes. Yeah. Just mm. to be, just just mm. to switch Quickly. off. Mm. Yep. That's all we're waiting for. So let's actually look. Let's go to First Corinthians 15 <laughs> and see where our hope trajectory mm-hmm. is pointing towards. First Corinthians 15, verse 12 to 23. And Siku, if you get there, well, you can read it for us. Sure. Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most oh, yeah, pitiable. Up to there. So here, Paul is talking about the resurrection being our hope. When we come back after the break, we're going to see why the resurrection, why the second coming of Jesus is the, is the punctiliar moment where all of our hope now is, is, is pivoted upon. So stay with us. We'll see you after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. So we're looking at hope and where how the second coming of Jesus fits into hope. Now, these, these concepts are sometimes cliche for people who believe in the Bible. But so, Kelly, I want to ask you for a non-believer. Mm-hmm. Um, how, do we, how do we talk to them and, 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 and explain the importance that there is an event in, in history in the future of which our hope is based in. Yeah. One thing well, I'll, to answer that is I really like how logical Paul is okay. and just how he lines things up. Like if this falls apart, that falls apart, and this falls apart. And it's not, we don't have a faith that is like, it's okay if we believe in three out of five things, but it's each builds on the other one. Mm-hmm. And in this case... Logical, comprehensive, it's yes. not fuzzy-wuzzy exactly. and ambiguous. It's not yes. just like, I like this, I'll believe that, I like that. It's like this logically progresses to this yes, and ma'am. therefore this and therefore we should live this way. Yes. And so he's focusing on that Jesus rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. So Jesus wasn't just some guy who helped some people and then he died and like that was awful and we move on. Mm-hmm. But Jesus was the son of God who raised from the dead according to the prophecies. And he, I mean, he lived this life and like he did things that no one else did. Mm-hmm. And so his, his rising from the dead it proves other parts of the Bible, other parts that are true. So if that mm-hmm. part isn't true, again, it's like the rest falls apart. Mm-hmm. So we're like picking and choosing now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, kind of to build on that, you know, the, if Jesus, um, t- to rise from the dead is probably the most powerful thing that can happen yeah. to a human being. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, uh, death is... Because powerful people what, die. What, yeah, what is more powerful than death? And so uh, Jesus being resurrected um, is kind of like the... The, the stamp of approval or the stamp mm-hmm. of confirmation on everything else he said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if, if this is the power that's behind all the promises of his word, yep. um, we can trust this. I mean, mm-hmm. if Jesus didn't resurrect, then, okay, great stories, great promises, but, I mean, your Savior died. He's, what's yeah. now, you know? Yeah. But he is resurrected. He has conquered death 
I mean, this is the most powerful. I, I mean, I love it later on in, in 1 Corinthians 15. It says, "Death will die." Yes, yep. you know, death. Where's your victory? Yeah. Death is swallowed up, and, and so Jesus came to eliminate death. Mm-hmm. So, so what? Help us out. So after that, Siku. So, think in the world, um, there are there there is a natural desire to have hope. Mm-hmm. Um, from when you're a little child, there's 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 an, an inner yearning uh, desire to to feel like there's purpose, there's meaning, there's something to look forward to, mm-hmm. um, and when that is stripped away, really like existentially speaking, just in your in your day to day experience, it's hard to live without. Look, being able to look forward to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched several documentaries, you know, that they do on atheists and logical atheists who will take their atheism to the logical, ram- you know, final ramifications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, if I'm atheist, do I, how how do I believe in n- non tangible things like love? Like, what is love? Um, just a chemical reaction, right? But but then. When you're living in your home with your family, with your wife, with your kids, it's not a chemical reaction. It, it doesn't feel existentially. It doesn't feel like just a chemical reaction. It doesn't look like you know pouring two things you know from a beaker into a beaker. That's not the experience you have of it. So in in our human experience, we we know within ourselves that there's more to this than just the physical, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there's a desire to have that. Now, the challenge, because you, you were talking, Kelly, about how do you explain this to, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. to someone who w- would reject all yeah, of this yeah. stuff. Um, for me, the appeal is to just be honest with yourself. You know, being honest with how you feel at the end of the day, whether it's a happy situation, because in, in our happiness, it doesn't logically make sense. It's, mm-hmm. it's an experience that you have, like the connection that you have with somebody else. Or even in our sadness and the desire for the yearning for something more, for meaning behind the suffering, that's not something that could be physically or tangibly explained, mm-hmm. but it's something that's humanly experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what Paul speaks to here is that we have a point in history that actually gives the hope that every human heart desires. Mm -hmm. Um, And we may not be able to completely explain it logically. How is it possible that somebody who is dead, not breathing can actually come back? It's, but it actually answers the questions that our hearts are asking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Kelly. Um, Just the last three verses, what we read, I just want to go back and read them again. 17, 18 and 19 of 1 Corinthians 15 Mm -hmm. says, and if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. Mm -hmm. You are still in your sins. Mm -hmm. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. Those who have died, they actually really, really died. Mm -hmm. And if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men, the most pitiable. And so he's just bringing all these applications. Like you are still in bondage to sin. The people that you're like, oh, we'll see them again. No, you won't. And actually we just get to live this life only, even though we have this idea of a different world. And so just to show that to people, like, you know, everyone dies, everyone. So whether they're really rich or really powerful, really famous or not, like everyone has that experience. And so to a non-believer of telling them, like, there is something beyond this. And Jesus has proven that he can take us there mm-hmm. because he beat it himself. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's where it's pivotal in, in sharing that, but also making the foundation of all the other promises of God, mm-hmm. of deliverance and for you you and for your family and for everyone to have a better life with him. Mm-hmm. My takeaway for for this this hope concept is is we, I think human beings, I think, in my opinion, is that we, we place uh, hope in 
everyone places hope hoping something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, 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 we put our eggs in this one basket and we're mm-hmm. banking that this plays out. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't play out, then we yeah. experience this despair. And these existential philosophers are like, well, it's don't put your eggs in any basket because it <laughs> no all baskets. doesn't work. Right. <laughs> and here, uh, Christianity is the one bag basket of eggs mm-hmm. that, that still has yet to play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know that Jesus came, mm-hmm. he died, he resurrected, and he's given us a down payment that mm-hmm. this will play out. Yes. We just have to still wait for it to happen until the end. Yeah. And so waiting for that second coming and then also what comes afterwards. Now, Kat, you were going to say something. Well, I was going to say just that our hope is based on faith. It's not a blind hope. Mm-hmm. And just differentiate between that because we don't know all the things. It's and, not wishful thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. So it is based on something and part of it is intangible and we don't know yet because it's faith, but it's not blind hope, it's faithful hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jonathan? Well, just to, I mean, I, I agree. I think our, our faith is very strong. If, you, mm-hmm. if you're very honest with the Word of God and you, you, you read it and you see the, the incredible um, complexity but yet simplicity, and then you see the prophecy, you see all these things that come together that make sense, they build upon each other, as we said. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not found in any other religion in the world, and I mean no offense to anyone who believes something else, I have not found anything more logical and more uh, beautiful and comprehensive than yeah. what the Bible promises. And the Bible also provides the power with those promises right. um, and in your personal life and for, uh, a power to have that hope for the future. Not, let's go, let's go let's transition to the ultimate picture of hope, the mm-hmm. final picture found in Revelation chapter 21. This, these chapters have always been mm. the most colorful. And as a child, I love these, these verses. And as an adult, I treasure these verses. Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 mm. through 4, mm-hmm. 1 through 5. Let me read them. Then now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, uh, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for husband. Mm. I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he shall dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And he that sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these thing, for these words are true and faithful. Wow. Skip to chapter 22, mm-hmm. verses 1 through 5. And Cal, can you read that for us? Yes. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Okay, I don't know about you, but whenever I, get, I, don't, I never get tired of those verses, mm-hmm. and you just get this, you know, mm-hmm. <sighs> goosebumps, goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. Now, on one side, it can be like that's just, you know, what is it? Um, Putting, putting it forth in the future and not dealing with your problems, escapism. Mm-hmm. But in another perspective, this is a real meta-narrative, a real real, real physical reality that we have something yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what do we say to people who say that this is just wishful thinking? What, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Siku? Well, I, well, firstly, in Revelation 21 verse 4, um, I resonate with most. Uh, God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the the period of time I think that humanity longs for, whether it's wishful thinking, I mean, you may call it wishful thinking or not, but every human, when they are faced with death, and when they're faced with mm -hmm. sorrow, in every human heart there is a longing that there will come a time yes. that there is no death and no sorrow. Mm -hmm. when, when separation happens between our loved ones, we know within mm -hmm. ourselves that something about this is not right. Mm -hmm. um, and what the Bible offers is, is an answer to those questions that really science can't answer. Mm -hmm. Give us an alternative. There's no better alternative. Right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, so you, you, how do you answer while well, you're just thinking wishfully? Mm -hmm. Kelly already spoke about we have our hope is based on something, yes. the reality of Jesus coming the mm -hmm. first time and his resurrection, all those things. Those so are, we have external objective have evidence ex yes. in yes. history. Yes. And then you're bringing up an intuitive, intuitive argument, own, argument that yeah. if this is something that humanity yearns for, mm -hmm. there must be something that, that fulfills that, that desire that. for that. Yeah. Right. Yes. Eternal life. Mm -hmm. A lack of suffering, an yes. absence of, of all these bad things, and mm -hmm. a natural gravitation for that, which is... Otherwise, what, like what Paul said, then we are most pitiable. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. That, yes. Well, let me just add to that. You no. know, we, we've been talking about all the skeptics and trying to answer the skeptics, but I, what I really want to point to here is the great hope that we have when we read this. I mean, this is so beautiful. We have an incredible longing for this. You know, like, please, Lord, come soon. But what I love about this is, this is about our God. He is the Emmanuel, our God with us. He has an even greater longing. Mm -hmm. His longing, His hope is to be reunited with us. And so he is, he is God and He has given everything to make that possible. We can never match the kind of hope that He has. Mm -hmm. And so I love how God is yearning for us. And that yearning has been manifested through Jesus and the Word of God and all those things. And now our response is a yearning for Him. And there will be this culminating moment when we when we when we mm -hmm. unite when he comes I, again soon. I really appreciate mm -hmm. that. You know, when the most painful stories that I hear, my husband gets upset when I share with him these stories. You know, stories about little children, you know, dying through horrible circumstances. Um, mm -hmm. I don't go looking for them; they find me on Facebook. You know, those kind of <laughs> stories. And and he gets so upset. He's like, "Why are you reading that stuff?" I'm like, "I don't look for it." But it, it, there's just a sense of injustice, like mm -hmm. when a little kid dies. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Even an older person is a human too, just like a kid, but you, you just can't mm. escape that yeah. feeling of there's something wrong about yeah. that. Yeah, um, and I imagine, from what Jonathan was saying, I imagine the injustice or the, the, the sense of nonsensicalness that we feel when we see those kind of stories, mm -hmm. multiply that by how many times God experiences yes. that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the longing that we have when we multiply that mm -hmm. by how much He would long for those kind of situations, yes. that injustice to be over, mm -hmm. it, it's incredible. Yeah. These chapters reveal the heart of God. Even saying that there will be no more sea, not meaning there's no more oceans or any, or, or any bodies of water, but even the sea that separated John away from his beloved friends and family, that separation is gone mm -hmm. and everything is united. Meaning it's a the end story and the ending is good. Amen. That hope is in us. We want more of it. We want you to have it. We want all, all of us to be connected together mm -hmm. through the hope of Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you here next week on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, 
hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.